you know, know how, how it goes. goes. Study hard. Finish uni. Graduate with your friends wearing a silly hat. Get a job and, and live, live happily, happily ever after. after. Until, of course, there's a global pandemic and everything goes into lockdown. Will I ever graduate? Are there any jobs? What should I be doing? Will there be a summer? Join us. Two recent graduates. As we chat to experts to try and figure out what happens next. And attempt to kickstart our careers while in lockdown. Hello and welcome to the very first episode of My Career in Lockdown. Thanks so much for joining us. We're really excited that you're here listening to this. I'm Chloe and I'm joined by the wonderful Mike. This is exciting, isn't it? We've got our own podcast. This is really exciting. This is much better than sitting around and feeling rubbish about being unemployed. Which we are both unemployed and we need to put that out really quickly at the start. The irony of this whole podcast is you've got two unemployed graduates doing a podcast about graduate employability. Mm -hmm. And especially now with everything going on in the world and the pandemic, it feels like it's 10 times harder right now to find a job, let alone even go about getting one. So hopefully by doing this podcast, we'll be a little bit more productive and get some more stuff on our CV while doing it. But the whole point is meant to say really fun and exciting. This isn't going to be like, do this course so that you get these CV points and these UCAS points. We're not writing personal statements like we're at sixth form. And it's going to be for all students. Although we're both based at Cardiff Uni, this is for all of you. And we don't want anything to be harder specific. So wherever you are, please get in touch. Yeah, exactly. If you're listening to this in a really interesting country, please let us know. Oh, um, can we get the most obscure country tweet in? <laughs> that would be amazing. Absolutely. So yeah, if, if you're in anywhere else in the world, please let us know that you're listening as well. That would be really cool. Should we just kick it off? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. We've got loads of wicked guests throughout the podcast and so much exciting content, but why don't we just get started with an interview? So our first guest is Katie May Huxtable. She's also a Cardiff student or now graduate, I should say. And she was feeling a bit lost recently, like a lot of us right now. And she decided to start an Instagram community called The Graduate Club. So we virtually sat down with her and had a bit of a chat. Thanks so much for joining us, Katie. That's okay. Thank you for having me on. How's your lockdown been so far? It's been okay. I think I haven't really felt the full effects of it as much because I'm back at home now and yeah it's been all right just been trying to keep busy just keep myself occupied as much as possible. What are you doing to sort of keep busy and keep occupied? I've been doing quite a lot of different things obviously I started the graduate club because I think I just needed like a creative project. I kind of work best creatively so I just needed something creative to keep my mind busy. I've, I've been teaching myself a lot of things as well, like digital illustrations I've been learning and kind of just going to as many Zoom masterclasses as I can because I thought I might as well make the most of the time that I've got at the minute. Well, it sounds like you've been so productive. <laughs> <laughs> I've watched just as much of like Netflix and things like that. I just, it's easier to talk about the good things. <laughs> What's your experience been like trying to find like career opportunities during lockdown? It's not been great, to be honest. It wasn't really good before lockdown anyway, but now I was getting nearer to the point where I kind of had finished my degree and I thought I'm more in a position now where I can apply for jobs than perhaps I was before. The main thing that I've found is just a lack of response in general. And I think the job market at the minute is so competitive that it's really hard to just make yourself stand out amongst the pile of applications with less jobs, obviously at the minute. It's more people applying to a less amount so it's just it's kind of been radio silence off from all employers really I managed to get an interview this week which was 
my first interview so far which is good I don't know how it went but um yeah I kind of I took a bit of a different approach with it because I applied to probably hundreds and heard nothing so um it was one I was really interested in and I decided to send off some more additional documents as well as just like my CV and cover letter. It was a social media job. So I kind of made like a little strategy job document for the brand. And after they reviewed the documents, they offered me an interview. So I think trying to switch it up a bit now is, is the approach that I'm going to go for. It was really nice to have like an actual employer in front of me because I feel like it's it's great to have a CV and have all your experience, but you, it doesn't really convey what you're capable of. So it was really nice to have someone there, physical, that I could be like, okay, this is what I can do. So the elusive employer is actually out there. Like you've, you've yeah. seen one. <laughs> in the lead up to lockdown, what did the last couple of months of your uni degree look like? It wasn't like a straightaway shock because we'd had strikes for probably like two or three weeks beforehand. So we were kind of already in the routine of like doing our uni work from home and things like that. So it wasn't a massive shock until I think I submitted my last assignment. That was when it was really weird because it felt like I should be meeting up with my friends from uni and all celebrating. But I was just kind of stuck at home. So I think that's when it really settled in that we wouldn't really be going back. The weirdest thing for me definitely was moving out of my uni house because we all had to kind of stagnate when we went back so we didn't bump into each other. So just being in the house when it was completely empty and trying to clean it and allocate who was going to clean which room and things like that was was very, very odd. That was kind of not how I wanted it to end, but there wasn't really any other thing that we could do. Did you manage to find any way of like celebrating the end of uni, anything even over Zoom, like a little graduation? We all kind of said well done and things like that. And we're, we're chatting online. I think the uni have said now that we get a virtual graduation. I have no idea how it's going to run or anything like that. But it'll be nice to have something to kind of say, OK, like this is the closure. We've actually graduated now because otherwise it doesn't really feel any different. I'm hoping that when everything kind of if it all calms down a bit, we should all be able to meet up at some point and have some sort of celebration. And we get our official ceremony still next summer. Apparently, they said they're postponing it till. So hopefully we'll all be back in the same place again at some point. It does feel like a, a shame. I think we've kind of come to terms with it now. But at the time, especially on the day when I was done and I thought about, oh, imagine if we were still in Cardiff and we'd all gone to the pub tonight and celebrated or something like that. And just the thought of, having like photos together on graduation and having those memories it's kind of sad that we're not going to get that but um hopefully there'll be plenty of people at the ceremony next year and we'll just have to try and make the best of of what we've got I think definitely I think the pubs are going to be double busy next year yeah for sure at, at the start anyway I don't think anyone will will take it for granted like we used to I think it, it becomes normal very quickly but once the pubs open next month, I think they're going to be very busy and people will just try and appreciate them while you can do things like that again. Because I think I've really got used to not having that kind of aspect of my like social aspect so much where you see people and go out and do things like that. You get used to things so quickly. But when we have it back, I think it'll be really nice to kind of go back into normal life again. Absolutely. So I just want to move on now to talk about the Graduate Club and how you went about setting that up. So where did the idea come from? I was just in a bit of a, a rut where I just was really unsure of what to do and the job applications weren't going anywhere. So I thought, if I'm not going to get a job in this time, I might as well use it to try and like boost my employability was the main thing. And I had no idea what I wanted to do, but I kind of was 
overwhelmed at the time with just trying to do something because I was so stressed of the concept of of graduating and I kind of thought if this is my biggest problem at the minute and I'm so worried and so nervous about finding a job I might as well channel that into kind of a project that that works for that and I'd put out a tweet it was just mainly about kind of job related anxiety and just the worries that I was feeling and I got like I think 34 likes which probably like doesn't sound like a lot but for me that's quite a lot of likes I was quite shocked it was realization for me that everybody else felt the same because before that I'd really felt kind of isolated in these emotions and I'd felt like I was the only one that was struggling and everyone else had it all sorted out which obviously I found really isn't the case I just decided I was going to set up an Instagram and I just thought if I can share some of the things that I'm feeling and possibly open it up for other people to talk about how they're feeling about graduating this year and just graduating in general because the idea of graduating even without the virus is very like scary and there's very much this kind of stigma in a way that you need to have it all figured out as soon as you've graduated and I just felt this pressure straight away that I needed to go into a job or have a master's degree or like work it out and I just thought okay we need to kind of talk about this. How many followers have you got now on Instagram? I reached 500 the other day. I think I'm about 580 now, which has been, I only set it up about two weeks ago. Um, And I wasn't really reaching out to many people and following many people. I kind of posted it on my LinkedIn and my Twitter because I thought these are probably, the people that follow me are probably in a similar position to me. I woke up to about five more emails this morning of more people. (laughs) It's definitely taking up a lot of my time, but in in a good way, I think. Yeah, what, so what have been some of the main themes and issues that other graduates have kind of engaged with through it? What, what's like a constant theme that you've seen? So there's a lot of kind of different angles that people have been taking, which I found really interesting because people have kind of pitched me ideas um, of features that they want to write about emotions that I'm feeling, but I hadn't really recognised that I was kind of dealing with them, which is really good. I think kind of the general consensus is mainly just the constant pressure that comes with it and comparing yourself to other people when some people have it all worked out straight away for whatever reason and you don't that seems like a very big kind of worry for graduates at the minute and another thing that I think has been amplified a lot by the coronavirus is kind of moving back home and moving back to your hometown and having to keep in touch with all these friends that are all across the country Um, I think that's just it takes quite a lot of energy to try and keep yourself busy when there's no pressure, no like life routine that you need to be following at the minute. And also with the coronavirus, I think a lot of people have been worried about what they're doing. So they're kind of choosing to go down a panic master's route rather than actually thinking it through. So that's another thing we've been talking about a bit, just kind of weighing up your options, I guess. What's been an article that someone has written that has stood out to you the most that you've probably resonated with the most? Um, That's a good question. One that was very different that I hadn't thought about before, definitely, I think resonates at a time like this is about choosing a company that aligns with your social values as well and kind of a company that you want to work for and people I think were quite worried about having to work for a company because they didn't really have a choice but perhaps they didn't quite agree with everything that the company stood for and that was something that was really interesting for me because to be honest I'd never really thought about it and I've been applying for jobs just like social media jobs with fast fashion brands and do I want to really be the person that's trying to market a fast fashion brand when perhaps I don't agree with everything that they do as a company which is a difficult one because at the minute I'm just so kind of in that position of desperation to get a job that you're just willing to kind of give Mm -hmm. up 
all of that. So that was definitely something that was very interesting. An article that we had actually that has had a really good response was one that another Cardiff student called Sophia wrote about graduating with a disability. And it really opened my eyes to kind of how kind of lucky I am that I can just send off a CV so easily because she always has to face the question of whether she writes on her CV and to, like tells the employer in advance that she has a disability with a risk that she might be judged for that fact and things like that. So I felt really kind of privileged to be able to have a platform where we could share that, which was really, really great. Just on that, like for anyone who's listening and sort of is inspired by this, how can people get involved with it? So at the minute, all I've got is just an Instagram page. Um, the handle is just Graduate Club. And I've got my email in the bio and I've just been asking people to send an email if they want to get involved. And then I kind of just open up the discussion with them. Um, most people are kind of looking to to write for us as a graduate. But I've spoken to quite a lot of people as well that have already been through it and are kind of at the other side. So anyone that's kind of graduated and are now into a career, they can also get involved because it's nice to share that story of how they overcame the hurdles that a lot of people are facing. But yeah, the main way to just get involved is just to follow the Instagram and just send me a message or an email. And then I'm just happy to kind of have a conversation. I've been taking like written pieces. We've done illustrations. I think I've got some people kind of working on some collages that they wanted to create. I think it's just a place where you can channel these emotions into in any way really I'm kind of open to any ideas I think it's just about giving people this space where they can voice how they're feeling which has been yeah really good so the more people that get involved I think the better it's working absolutely that sounds that sounds absolutely brilliant and do you have any tips for kind of staying sane in lockdown is there anything that you've been doing that has helped you stay positive um I think in terms of staying sane, the main thing I've been doing is just taking each day as it comes rather than looking forwards. Because when I actually think about it and I'm like, OK, I've actually got nothing planned for the foreseeable future, it can seem quite overwhelming. But when you just plan each day, wake up in the morning and just kind of work through a little to do list of different things that you want to get done, whether it's kind of small, like tidying your room or whether it's starting a platform, it's just a different way to take the day on and keep busy I definitely recommend kind of creative projects as a way to keep sane because I'm very guilty of overthinking a lot and getting caught up inside my own head so it's nice to just focus on one thing to take your mind off everything that you're kind of going through at the minute I would say. Two questions we're always asking every guest at the end of an interview when lockdown's all over and we're all hypothetically back to some sort of normality what's the first thing you're going to do? That's a good question there's so many things I want to do. Um, I think when my mum told me yesterday that the pub was opening again, I've never felt happiness like it. So I'm very excited to just go to the pub. And I think the nicest thing will be like being able to hug my friends again and just feel that sense of normality where you can go within two metres of someone and not have that distance between you, which is nice. Because even though it's actually a physical distance and it's you're still there and they're still in front of you, I think it's just that is the thing that feels the weirdest so I think just being able to like hug people again will be the nicest thing that I'll probably be able to do. And finally what's the one thing you've learned during lockdown that you're going to continue doing or bring to your life after lockdown's over? Um, I think definitely what I was saying about taking each day as it comes I've always been really bad at kind of wishing my life away to an extent where I had to have 10 things 
on a countdown app that I had to look forward to and I was kind of living for those events and now we haven't got these events to look forward to it's very much grounded me in the present it sounds quite like cliched but I think it's nice to have that kind of sense of reality that this is the day that you're living and you're not living for for all these fancy events um so I think that'll be a nice thing to take with me and another thing that I'll definitely take with me is that I don't need to be spending as much money as I normally spend because I've saved so much money during lockdown. I don't need to buy as many clothes as I normally would. And I've kind of learned that from lockdown. So that's been something I'll definitely take away from this. That's absolutely brilliant and good advice as well. So thank you so much for joining us. You can follow The Graduate Club at Graduate Club on Instagram and get in touch with Katie if you have any pictures. Thank you. Thank you for having me on <laughs> Got any job worries or career questions? Email us careers at cardiff.ac.uk or find us on Twitter at Cardiff Careers. What an absolute start. I love the way that Katie was just bored during lockdown to set up this project and is now inspiring people throughout lockdown. And definitely check out The Graduate Club. There are so many really useful posts, no matter what kind of career you're interested in. There's loads of articles already up. We're going to be popping back in with Katie throughout this series. So hopefully we'll see how her journey's going and also see if she's got any amazing contributions. One of the other things we did is we took the questions Katie asked and we posed them to our resident careers advisor and expert, Kath. Kath will be joining us every week on the podcast and she'll be setting us some challenges of things to do, which hopefully you guys can follow along at home and also do as well. And we'll have a bit of fun with it as well. This is the first time we're going to talk to Kath, so it is a slightly longer interview than normal. So now is a great time to pause if you want to go boil the kettle and come back. Although not if you're driving. Please don't boil the kettle if you're driving. (laughs) This show isn't just about me and Chloe. It's about all of you listening. We want to know all your experiences and all your questions. So please get in touch. It's careers at cardiff.ac.uk or find us on Twitter at Cardiff Careers. Systems online. Every week, we're going to have our expert, Kath, in the studio with us. And we thought, as this was the first episode, we'd sit down for a little bit longer and have a good get-to-know-each-other conversation. So, Kath, how are you? I'm good, thank you, Mike. I'm very well. Yeah, I'm 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 not too bad. Lockdown life is is pretty good for me to be honest. I'm very conscious that uh it's not brilliant for everyone. Uh, some people are by themselves and it's not quite as easy. But I'm at home working, busy, lots of students are calling me and Skyping and emailing. How about you guys? How are you both doing? Surviving, I think. Um, yeah. We've set up this podcast and I'm slightly worried that we've set up a podcast about getting jobs. And if one of us gets a job, we're going to not be able to do this podcast anymore. If you could not be too good, because if you get us a job, we'll lose this job. And this job's quite good fun. <laughs> okay, Mike, I'll do my best just to be mediocre. <laughs> what about you, Chloe? Uh, yes, not too bad. I mean, I'm enjoying the nice weather that we're having right now. It's very nice and it feels like summer. But yeah, it could be a lot worse. I've kind of definitely gotten used to lockdown over the last couple of months. Like I'm quite comfortable at home now. I've maybe gotten a bit too relaxed. So the idea of going back to everything is a little bit daunting, if anything, now. Absolutely. I don't think my colleagues have ever seen me in leggings, but now I only know how to wear leggings. So I'm a bit nervous about that, Chloe. (laughs) I haven't put jeans on in ages. I'm in like a flowy dress right now that's just so comfortable. Yeah. Just on that, in terms of lockdown, what, as a careers advisor, do you think we should be doing to sort of improve ourselves during lockdown? I would start by saying it is really important that you are looking after yourselves. 
So my normal job is being a careers advisor and I love my job and that means, you know, I give lots of help and support to students who are looking for internships and work experience and graduate jobs. But at the beginning of lockdown, I also volunteered um, and was doing calls to students who were in Cardiff, not with their families and hadn't been able to go back to home for, you know, various reasons. I really enjoyed doing that and it was it was great. But, it, you know, it really made me aware that lots of people are finding this really difficult. So I would just say, yeah, the first thing is just look after yourselves, be kind to yourself, recognize that these are difficult times, reach out to people, you know, just make sure you're not by yourself. Beyond that, careers-wise things, what can you be doing? I would say that one of the things you could think about is using your time really effectively. If you are job searching, it's important that you're doing it really well and that you're being very specific in your searches. Sometimes these big graduate job sites are very generic and they have masses and masses of, of vacancies and it can be quite difficult to trawl through them all. So that's something to think about is, is what websites am I using and are they the best ones for the industry or the sector that I'm interested in? I'd also say, think about you yourself. So careers advisors, if we're obsessed with anything, it's probably self-awareness. We just love the idea that students or anybody looking for work knows who they are. They know what they're good at, but they've also started to consider what are maybe some of their stretch areas, where are maybe some of the gaps in their skills, what are some of their natural traits that maybe they might need to work on. So I'd love you to, during this lockdown period, be thinking about, well, what could I actually maybe be working on? What's really exciting and what I've been looking at recently is all these free online courses that people can do. It's just so many sites. Google, Digital Garage, Udemy, FutureLearn, Coursera, LinkedIn Learning. It's loads of different sites. They range. You know, you can do something like a 30-minute session on productivity for working remotely. And it could be something you can, you can add to your CV that you've been doing these online training. Employers love reflective learners. They, they love candidates who are always looking for opportunities to improve themselves. So, you know, you could even drop these things in an application or definitely an interview when someone says, what have you been doing? Then there was another one, build effective presentations. You might have been a student who's done loads of that on your course, but you might be a student who's actually done very little of that type of thing. Or maybe even though you've done it, you're still quite nervous. You're still not sure about doing a really good presentation. There was another one, COVID-19, psychological first aid. Please only look at the free ones. I'm not suggesting that you splash out your cash at this stage. When you're looking at these free courses, is it better to choose something that would be like a boost on your CV? Or is it just kind of choosing anything to show that you've actually been productive during lockdown? Yeah, good question, Chloe. It's totally up to you, really. When I meet students, I often will want to see their CV and... Students are very good at saying to me, Kath, there's some things missing. There are some things I haven't done and I've been looking at jobs and I've seen that I think I'm going to struggle because I haven't got maybe that programming experience or um, I haven't ever been in a leadership position or lots of different reasons. So if you see that there's something missing, you're already aware of that and you can work out how to fill that gap. But there's also lots of merit in just learning something for the joy of it. You might want to do a short language course. You might want to do something that's just a little bit fun. 
just to make you a well-rounded person, feeding your interest and something you're just going to enjoy. So, yeah, I mean, ideally, let's go for a bit of both. Um, I've downloaded a Japanese app and I've been learning Japanese during... So I've been learning Japanese for like the past five years. Amazing. Um, but not got to a point at all where I can say more than, hello, my name is Mike, I'm from England. Well, obviously, and now, um, not, Mike, I need you to prove that. So can, can you please <laughs> give me that sentence? Konnichiwa, watashiwa, Mike desu, igirisu, karakimashita, o genki desu ka? o genki desu I don't know about you, Chloe. I'm blown away. I, I mean, Mike, you could have made up anything there, and I would have believed. I would have believed. <laughs> I, I think I said, "Hey, my name's Mike. I come from England. How, um, how are you, Kath? Or are you good, uh, Kath?" Is what I think I said. Actually, <laughs> shame I can't reply, Mike. But yeah, thank you for asking. <laughs> Got any tips for thriving in lockdown? Email us at careers at cardiff.ac.uk. Or find us on Twitter at Cardiff Careers. As someone who's never spoke to a careers advisor before, could you just briefly explain what the university can do to help, especially at the moment when everything's in lockdown? All universities will have fantastic teams doing very similar things to us. But here at Cardiff, we are doing so much to make sure that we're still being really engaged with employers. And we have a fantastic section of guys who are just working so hard to make sure that employers are working closely with us. So another thing that you could be thinking of doing is reaching out to employers. And universities are doing so much to help you in that way, Mike. So what we, you know, what we organize constantly, we have loads of employers that come onto campus and they talk to students and they want to offer skill sessions. Now, in our whole new world that we're currently in, we don't do those on campus, but they're still going on. Employers are still constantly speaking to our employer engagement team saying we want to meet students we want to engage with them and so another thing that students can be doing with this time is making sure that they are finding out from employers themselves what they want and hearing from them so I've had a little look these are some of the sessions that are going on just in the next couple of weeks so we've got Teach First who are doing a webinar that's on the 30th of June HSBC are doing a huge amount of employability skill sessions for us. Now, you don't need to necessarily be interested in the employer and attend these sessions and get huge amounts out of them. There's another one that is on the 30th of June. So that one's coming up soon by Hoop Recruitment. And they're going to be doing a session on how to make yourself employable in a post-COVID world. Now, if that's not a great title... I don't know what is. So please have a little look. It's really important that you go onto the internet, book your place on any of these sessions. I've got a question about employers. Is it a myth that there are no jobs out there? How much harder is it? And, you know, how how can we kind of mentally deal with that? Yeah, it, it's, um, it is difficult times, Chloe. You know, we, we're not naive um, and or blind to what we see on the, the news. There's no doubt about it. There, there has been a huge fall in the amount of vacancies that are advertised as to what we would expect from this time of the year. It is going to be more competitive and more difficult for a while. However, it's a good question, Chloe, to say, you know, is it true that there are no jobs? Research has been done into what happened in 2008 in the financial crisis then. And there was this huge swathe of feeling that there are no jobs um, and I'm not going to apply. And lots of students will say they stopped looking uh, and they didn't think that anything good was going to come to them. 
I really, really want to encourage graduates that actually, you know, as far as the employment market goes, there are still vacancies out there. There are still employers who want to be ready for when things start turning better. Um, and they've still got businesses to run. But yeah, it is difficult times, Chloe, definitely. But we definitely need to be ready. You know, we need to be resilient. We need to keep going because there are so many employers who are advertising posts um, and even work experience opportunities. It's a it's a whole new world. We're doing things differently. We're not going along for an interview face-to-face. We're not going to necessarily join an office and sit right next to somebody for quite a while. You know, we've got this new normal to work to, haven't we? Just remember, you're in a really strong position. You know, you're qualified, you're strong candidates, you've got a lot to offer. You can now show that you are flexible, you are ready to join this new world. So resilience is really important. At the start of lockdown, I definitely felt a bit helpless and a bit like, like, what am I going to do? There's no jobs. What's the point of even trying right now? So it has taken a while to kind of build up the resilience and kind of get used to the fact that there will still be opportunities. Companies still need to run. Yeah, absolutely. One of the joys of um, lockdown, of course, is you do some different things, don't you? You know, and are you surprised I've got this far into a conversation without telling you that I've bought a kettlebell? Because usually, you know, as soon as anybody says hello, I tell, I say, I've bought a kettlebell. Did I mention I've bought a kettlebell? But I'll, I'll tell you about that another time. But yeah, the, one of the other joys of lockdown has been that I, I've been listening to some podcasts. And I heard a really good one the other day, um, which was the three secrets of resilient people. So you might want to look it up. But there's just three things that people know um, who actually get through difficult times and are resilient and bounce back and still do well. The first one is recognizing that bad things do happen sometimes, you know, um, and it's not not anybody's fault. It's It's just one of those things. So we just sort of have to take it on the chin and accept these things happen okay the second thing which is really good is we have to choose to think about what we put our attention on we have to choose to accept the things that we can't change and switch our attention to good things Um, so resilient people apparently this is what I've been learning they tune into the good so you know this idea that every day you try and recognize three things that have happened that have been good and you make a deliberate effort and the third thing is resilient people they ask is what I'm doing actually helpful or is it harming me you've got to be in the driver's seat when you're resilient you've got to take some control of your decision making um, and those are three things that you maybe just need to sort of recognize I thought it was really you, you know helpful I, I really liked it am I dwelling on negative am I getting worried and stressed if you are that's quite natural you know everybody's been on this corona coaster haven't they you know we've all made the banana bread we've bought a kettlebell you know we're living in leggings but also we're trying to think it's fine there are some good things about this new way of working and I can roll with it and there are still employers who want to meet me there are still lots of positives um you know I've had a quick look um just on our on our own web pages at Cardiff you know about the number of employers who are offering work experience opportunities they're remote they might ask you to do a project which you're going to be doing from home but you know that the opportunities are there and they're really exciting so being resilient means being positive but thinking about what you're tuning into um are you are, are you looking for the good um, and are you using your time effectively and, and thinking of something that's going to be helpful for you get in touch with the show 
Email careers at cardiff.ac.uk. You have an email. Or find us on Twitter at Cardiff Careers. Earlier on, we spoke to Katie, who set up the Graduate Club. And uh-huh. one of the things we spoke about quite a lot was graduate FOMO. Okay. And we were just wondering, like, if you had any suggestions for people who feel like they're missing out on this opportunity to graduate this year. Yeah, I'm sure that is is true, Mike. You know, part of, um, like I said, when I was doing the volunteer calls was speaking to lots of students. And, and I definitely picked that up. You know, there's definitely that sense of, oh, I, you know, was meant to go out with a huge bang and, and I haven't quite. I suppose it's just trying to think, you know, the history. You know, what are you going to say to your grandkids? The year I graduated was the global pandemic. You know, can you believe it, kids? Not many people will be able to say that, Mike. So you've got to think about, the, you know, some of the things that maybe are going to make your life uh, story worthy. And that could be one of them. I have heard, you know, that there, there will be graduations, but they are going to be uh, very much delayed. So I'm thinking that universities are definitely trying their best for students to not miss out uh, on the whole graduation experience. I don't know masses about that, but yeah, there's definitely a lot of talk that things will happen, but they will be later. And how much sweeter will they be? You know, how lovely is that first gin and tonic in the beer garden going to be? I can tell you, Mike, it's going to be lovely. We were saying the queues back to the bars when everything opens again yeah. is just going to be manic. I'm just going to sit in the garden, Mike, and let you get mine. We touched on this throughout the chat. Um, is there like a certain action plan or any sort of suggestions that you've got for me and Chloe to do during the next few weeks that can help inspire all the listeners? Oh, I would love to give you some jobs to do. Yeah, definitely. Go for um, it. I don't mean like paint your skirting boards. Oh, oh okay. Right, I scrap that one off the off the list. <laughs> so, um, okay. Well, let's start with some some small things, shall we? Let's say that wouldn't it be lovely if during the next couple of weeks, maybe you reach out to somebody that you haven't spoken to for a while? Because I am aware that, you know, we're having a lovely chat today and it's lovely because I can see you guys and, you know, we're, we're having contact. But there are some people who are struggling. So is there somebody in your family, uh, in your friendship circle that you think, I don't know if they've got masses of people calling them on a daily basis. They probably haven't done a Zoom call. Um, I'm going to reach out to them. Reaching out to people, especially people that actually you don't speak to very often, is a really good skill. So I'm not asking you to ring somebody and ask them for a job. I just want you to ring your, your nan or your auntie or that friend who you haven't spoken to for quite a while just to see how they are. Because being nice means a lot. And also it's not a bad skill to get used to calling somebody and reaching out to somebody that maybe you're not that familiar with. That's the first thing. Can you do that? Absolutely. Good. Okay. The second thing uh, I would maybe like you to have a think about doing is reaching out to an employer. So, you know, I mentioned some of these uh, webinars that we've got going on. I would love you just to tell me what they're like. And, you know, we, I know we're doing this for quite a few weeks. It'd be lovely to hear from you um, of, of how it's been and what employer you reached out to. There are lots of different ways of reaching out to employers. So it could be that you book an, um, a webinar, you know, log yourself on and uh, you can see a huge list of what's available by going through your careers account. Whatever university you're at, there'll be a similar system. You'll be able to see all the different events and click on the link to book your place. But if you didn't see anything you really wanted that way, then maybe through LinkedIn, 
we might talk about this on another week maybe, but using LinkedIn could be really useful. So reach out to an employer that way. Maybe start liking their social media pages. Start maybe thinking about reaching out to somebody who's working in a company that you're interested in or just the sector that maybe you're interested in. Um, or maybe even if there's an employer you definitely know you want to work for, now sign up for their notifications so that when they do start advertising, you are going to get that email. Start connecting with them. You know, um, they'll have web chats. They'll have, you know, virtual tours around the building, whatever it might be. So the second action point is engage with at least one employer. Is that okay? Yeah. yeah. Cool. Then I would also love it if you could have a look at some of these free online courses. Uh, I would love it if you could feedback and say, this is what I have done. This is what I've signed up for. You might not complete it by the time we speak next week, but it'd be lovely to hear what sort of courses you found, um, the ones that maybe just tick some boxes for you. And I think that's probably enough. Otherwise, you know, you'll never be able to leave the house for your daily exercise. We wouldn't <laughs> want that. <laughs> um, Kath, I was just wondering, could you remind us of a few places where you could find the online courses? Like you mentioned Google, uh, was it Google Digital Garage? Yeah, so that's right. Yeah, Google Digital Garage is one. Udemy, so U-D-E-M-Y, and then Future Learn, Coursera, so course with an A on the end, LinkedIn Learning. So if you're on LinkedIn, they've got a, a, a learning pages specifically. Yeah, that's five of them. There are more, but yeah, have a look at those. And they've all got free courses. So no parting with your money, okay? We'll okay. keep that for the, the gin that you're going to buy me. It's worth saying as well, for everyone that's listening, we want everyone at home to try and do these courses as well or try and follow any of Kath's action plans. Brilliant. So if you do them, you can tweet in or email in at us and then we'll sort of share your stories as well. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah, and be, you know, please tell us what ones maybe, you know, what difficulties you found or, or struggles with that. Yeah, because we're here to help and support you. And um, sometimes that that's the reality. You don't always find exactly what you want first time. Right. We've got two questions that we always end our chats with. Okay. And we're going to pose these to every guest throughout the series. So we thought we'd just give them to you on the first day so they're over and done with. Brilliant. The first one is, what will you do as soon as lockdown's over and we're back to some sort of hypothetical normality? Oh, I'm going to hug people. That's what I'm going to do. Um, I Yeah, I, I, I have seen a couple of friends, which has been lovely. To be honest, my my best friends are people I work with. The Careers and Employability team at Cardiff University are exceptional people they make me laugh they look after me they they're brilliant we're we're a lovely team but I can't hug them at the minute that's apparently not allowed mm -hmm. well that's killing me so yeah that's the first thing I'm gonna do the last one yeah what is the one lesson you'll take from lockdown and apply it to like your normal everyday life oh Mike that is a tough question um I, I was proud of it yeah so you should be yeah <laughs> I would, I'm not sure this is a lesson, but I'm, I'm just going to mention the kettlebell. Have I mentioned the kettlebell? I'm, I'm going to carry on with the kettlebell. I'm going to, um, yeah, I suppose the lesson I've learned is maybe I'm stronger than, than I thought I was. Maybe I, I should be pushing myself a bit more physically. And um, yeah, so I, I'm hoping that post lockdown, um, that I will still continue to enjoy maybe more physical stuff than I did before. So that'll be good. Kath's going to be joining us every week. So if you do have any questions, please just email or tweet them in. Thank you so much for joining us. 
Oh, it's been an absolute pleasure. I've really, really enjoyed it. Enjoyed both to work with. And yeah, I'm really looking forward to, to any questions. Um, I will be here each week and um, I'm looking forward to listening to your guests as well. So yeah, thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. We'll let you get back to your kettlebell. Oh, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> Take care, guys. Thanks very much. Bye. Bye. You have received a new electronic communication. Email in. It's careers at cardiff.ac.uk. Email received. What an absolute legend. I love that Kath and Katie both said that they can't wait to hug people after lockdown. Like, me too. That is so relatable. And they both said they can't wait to go to the pub and get a drink either. So I'm envisaging some sort of massive party when this is all over. Yeah, also very relatable. Can't wait for that first pint. It's going to taste so good. How are you feeling about your challenges, though? Yeah, so um, I'm quite excited. It's like we've got homework again. This is this is great. Um it's like we've got homework again. This is great. I'm, not... I'm so glad I didn't go to school with you. The fact you're excited <laughs> to have homework. So we've got to we've got to reach out to our friends. That'll be nice. That'll be really nice. Like a really nice like phone or Zoom call to catch up. Um, reach out to an employer. That's going to be a bit harder. How do you reach out to an employer without looking like you're stalking them? Yeah, this is where I get really self-conscious about how I sound in emails. How many smiley faces is it okay to put in an email with a job application? But. I don't know if smileys are work appropriate. And like, how many times do you resend the email once, like, if you haven't got a reply? How many times do you send the email? If and if someone hasn't replied to you, how much do you nag them? That's what I struggle with. And stuff we're going to cover as well throughout the whole series. We've got interviews lined up with experts in job recruitment, interviews lined up with experts in CVs. So if you're worried that you've put too many smiley faces on your CV, we know exactly the person to ask. The challenge I'm most excited for is to do one of the free online courses that Kath is on about. You're going to love that. I've been looking at some of these um, and some of them have looked tempting, but haven't actually signed up to any yet. So this is a good, this is a good push to actually go and sign up for one. And what I'm thinking, Mike, I think we try and see who can find the weirdest, wackiest course to do. Oh yeah, that might be the only way that I can survive this because I'm not going to be able to sit through a half hour presentation on how to do a presentation. So I might be able to find a proper crazy one and go for that. Brilliant. We'll see how we got on with these challenges next week where we'll also have a whole episode focused on mental health and staying positive during lockdown. Yep, we've got lots of good advice. We'll be speaking to an expert on mental health as well to give you tips about staying calm and building on some of that resilience Kath was on about earlier. We'll be back with our mental health special episode next week. Until then, please make sure you email any questions you've got to careers at cardiff.ac.uk. Or you can tweet us at Cardiff Careers. That's all we've got for today. So how do we end these episodes, Chloe? Um, I guess... Bye? We can't just say goodbye. You know what? Stay positive. Stay safe. See you later. See you later. <laughs> <laughs>